and I'm Allie, and it's about time for true crime. Hey, hi. Hey, how are you guys? It feels like it's been a month since we've sat and done this. It has. Um, I know we talked about that last time because we were having recording problems, and then I had laptop problems, and now fingers crossed we are good on both. I think we are, and to celebrate. We have a very nice vanilla bean candle going, and we've got, well, we just ate. We just stuffed our faces, if we're being completely honest. Yeah, we did. Um, We needed that, though. In my fat pants, baggy Uh, sweatshirt on, hair up, ready to go. Hell yeah. I'm just, I'm in the zone. uh, About time for true crime sweatshirt on, I love that sweatshirt, Um, if I may say so myself. If you guys wanted one, I mean, probably not for the summer, but like for the end of the summer, fall, let us know. We might uh, put them up for sale. I know. Would you guys? Okay, be honest. So we have some very initial drafts done, if you will, of some t-shirts and stuff, like a first round. We did do a t-shirt giveaway. We love our winners. Yes. Um, and they look great on you guys. They do. Oh, my God. Y'all look banging. Um, what do you guys want to see for wearable merch? Let us know. And tell us colors, because obviously we have the maroon and the teal, but we also have that kind of like gray and white accent, too. Mm-hmm. So if you want one color that's more prominent than others, let us know. We'll yeah, we're not up. trying to have like a million different colors on something. It'll look a little too busy, but we won't yeah. disappoint either. So you just tell us what you want and we'll get it for you, babe. You hang in there. I'm super pumped. Um, Today, we're doing something that we haven't done in a long time. It has been such a minute. I think it's been like six months. I want to say because I think the last one we did was maybe the women killers that you did. Oh, maybe. Would that I was, have been it? I think so. What are the CJ shorts that we have done? So we've done psychopathy versus sociopathy. Yes, we have. We've done female killers. Yeah. We've done organized versus disorganized yep. killers. Is that it? Um. I, well, I don't know if it would count as it, but I did the victimization of people with oh, disabilities. I would, I would count that. Yeah. So that's four. Yeah, I think that's it. But we can link those below so that you guys can listen to them if you want. Oh, yes. Those were those were fun to do. <laughs> they are fun. They're just and- different. It's like a nice little change of pace, and I also think that they bring up a lot of really good topics and important things for us to look at in, like, normal day-to-day life. Absolutely. Like, I love true crime. Don't get me wrong. But I also love taking things away and being able to apply them. Absolutely. Just, I don't know. Maybe this is my anxiety. Like, maybe this is a niche brand of anxiety, but I don't (laughs) think so. I think that part of the appeal for true crime for me is, like, studying. Like, what would have been a better way to get away or, you know, prevent this or whatever? Like, obviously, it's never a victim's fault that something like that happens. But in like a best case scenario, right. what or do I do? How best to be prepared, what to expect, what are all the different ways this horrible thing can happen? I think right. I always think it's funny because men are like, ah, oh, yes, I'm interested in war. And maybe that's because they would be drafted or something like yeah. that. And for women, we're like, ah, uh, yes, true crime. And it's like, because we're probably going to be the victim of it. And yeah. so it's just like, it's always like we're fascinated in the things that scare us the most. I think so. It's an interesting way to feel like you're in control of something you would never be in control of. You'd have very, very, very little, if any, control. But how best can I be in control? So I wanted to do another CJ short. And today I wanted to talk about one that has to do with my memory. Oh, my. Yes. And by my memory, I mean it did happen to me kind of. 
tertiarily okay we'll talk about it i know very little of i know the topic obviously and that you guys do too because you clicked it so don't even hell yeah but i know we're talking about stalking but other than that i cannot take any credit for doing any of the research on this one this was all abel dabbleson and just so you guys know for the research i did pretty much just stick to statutes and laws so i've linked below all of the statutes for all of the new england uh oh my gosh i forgot the word state all of the new england state laws Mm -hmm. and so those all be down below but for the purposes of brevity and making this an actual cj short i will be only sticking to the mass law that we'll talk about today but don't worry you can get to all the rest of them okay so hello people today i wanted to jump in and do a cj short about stalking As you may remember, Allie and I both hold degrees in criminal justice. Allie has a minor in pre-law. I do. Right? I have a second bachelor in psychology and a master's in CJ. So combined, we have over a decade of education in our field specifically and then some. Also, this is a great time to remind you all once again that Allie and I do not represent our place of work, regardless of the fact that we do work together. That ain't about this. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That ain't our shit. So. It's been a minute since we've had some fun in our little nerd corner, and I really want to talk about stalking today. I love our nerd corner. It's so fun. This is like one of the only ways that I'm like, ah, yes, refreshing all of the things I learned for all that time. Yes. <laughs> in a very like technical term way. I love you know? it. I know. It brings me back. I'm like, ooh, yay, the outline. Yes. But I was that dork, so do with that what you will. So that being said, this is one I was really excited to share because it's one that I think is important to know because it can get sticky. I've also had what probably could have been a personal experience with it, but technically isn't. So I'll share that first. I'm going to share my story before getting into some of the actual laws and then the issues that we could run into. I also want it to be known that in my story, all names are changed. (laughs) Okay. I will not. This is a real dateline, huh? It really is. Um, not mine, because you all know me as Abel Dabbleson, but Correct. anybody else involved. Should we edit your voice and make it fun? Yes. <gasps> fun. Okay. <laughs> so let me take you back. I'm in high school. Mm. Charlotte Roos, popular. Oh, my. I had just learned to do my hair well, so it was like always styled, like always curled, like literally every day. Curled. Who the fuck has time for that? Like a blue eyeshadow or no? Uh, not blue eyeshadow. That was probably middle school age. Okay. Um, high school, I wasn't super big into eyeshadow, but I was super big into lipstick. It was like the first time I dipped my toe into the realm of lipstick. Oh my. Which also meant that uh, these big ass lips had a lot of mistakes on them for a while. Stop it. What? I had like this awful nude that was just too light for my skin tone and maybe a little too peachy. So it looked like concealer lips, but it was not concealer. I put that on purpose. Oh. Um. Yeah, and just, you know, you have to learn your shades. You have to learn your tones. Hey, you have to crawl so you can walk, you know? You gotta gotta do your time. We all had to do it, damn it. These lips crawled and now they're flying. So it takes time, (laughs) but you'll learn it. (laughs) Oh, my. Um, Let's see. I had a side part for days. I think when my hairdresser would be like, where do you part part your hair? I would be like, over the top of my right eyebrow. Thank you. (laughs) Um. Also, that right eyebrow had never seen a tweezer a day in its life. <laughs> well, uh, you know, you live, you learn. I got them Scottish bushy brows. So there you go. At least you can make fun shapes out of them. I didn't at that time, though. I did look like an evil scientist. 
And <laughs> Bill Nye who? I know, right? <laughs> and let's say my style was like lacy short sleeve shirts over tank tops and camisoles, printed jeans, like funky designs, probably oh. Converse over like any other shoes. Hell yeah. Low um, top or high top? Low top always. Okay. I always wanted to be a high top girly, but I think I always felt awkward because <laughs> TMI about me. Um, my feet haven't grown since the seventh grade. I'm a size nine and a half to a ten. <laughs> so I was a fucking so clown. Big. I was a clown and I felt like anything that made my feet look bigger was like awful. I could not do it. So you weren't the Osiris gal? Oh, Because those no. things were I fucking know. meaty. They're the size of your fucking head. Dude, well, okay. Well, my feet haven't grown since I was a kid either, but I, I but haven't at all. Like yeah. none of me has. So my little size six is, it's so hard yeah. to find shoes. That so I had, yeah, nine and a half in seventh grade. And oh, I think honey. I still have the Converse. No, I might have just gotten rid of them when I like moved out, moved out for good. Oh, no. Because there were holes in the bottom. Like, Oh, so you, they did their time. They did. But that's the other good part about having your feet not really grow is like all of your shoes pretty much just stay relevant until you've completely worn them out. <laughs> I have shoes from high school that I yeah. probably should not be wearing, but and here so, I am. Yeah. So I was not a high top girly. Anyway, all that to say, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in a dancing company at the time mm-hmm. and I was a big fat One Direction stan oh, you're at one the of those? time. Okay. And like artsy and angsty and you know i thought i was like cool and gonna be an art teacher one day spoiler alert that didn't happen hasn't happened (laughs) (laughs) but i have the personality of what i like to call an extroverted introvert and i know that in my heart of hearts i love to be alone like i love to be alone and maybe it's my midwest upbringing or anxiety or being a little empath that selfishly hates feeling like everyone's feelings so I'd bend over backwards to like alleviate any discomfort someone else might have. Mm-hmm. But I think this is important, especially as someone who got very good with like ADHD and masking as a kid, because I think it surprises people that I am an introvert where I'm like, oh, no, no. If I don't have enough time alone, I'm that an was asshole. So Midwest. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, no. You know. no. Uh, but I'm just such an asshole if I don't actually take care of that. You do need your time alone for sure. And so I'm sociable. I can be funny. I'm okay being the center of attention for a little while. Um, and then after that, I absolutely want to shrivel up and die if I don't oh. get like five minutes to breathe. <laughs> well, but shrivel up and die. The second people go home, I'm like, ah, finally. Yes. So we're taking it back. We're in like. Fuck, 2010s era. Okay. Early, early 2010s era. It's one day. Late August, maybe early September. Mm. I was in my art class. I think it was drawing one. Could have been painting one, but I think it was drawing one. It was the last period of my day, which was the freaking best, because you could literally just like go doodle and then get on a bus and go home. Uh, And this schoolmate, who we'll call Billy, Asked me to help him practice a magic trick. Billy. Was Billy a little weird? Of course Billy was a little weird. But like, oh, everyone's weird in high school. You're like pimply and hormones and like, I don't know, fucking. Me with my my tight little curls and my big ass feet. You're like, yeah, he's Billy's fine. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> eh, I can't really judge Billy all that much. 
your Hollister fucking collared shirt. I know. But like, was I going to say anything? No. Like, this kid is like at three o'clock on a Tuesday. Like, can I ask? Can you like practice a magic trick with me? I think that's very sweet. I th- it was very sweet. Um, I really do. I think that's very innocent and very sweet. So he spreads out all these cards, right? And yes. he's, he does the whole like pick a card, any card. So yep. I did. I picked it. Mm-hmm. He goes, don't show me. Don't tell me. And I was like, all right. I, like wouldn't dream of it. Sure thing, <laughs> Billy. Um, Totally forget what it is now. But whatever it was, didn't tell him. Put it back in the deck. Mm-hmm. He shuts them all, does whatever the thing is. And then he goes, okay, I'm going to pull out a sealed envelope. And this envelope has been sealed hours before. But it will have your card in it. Okay. I was like, all right. Well. Sounds fake, but go on. He pulls out this card. And do you know when you get a pack of cards, you like get a blank card? Yeah. In the pack of cards. Mm -hmm. Well, it was the blank card. And in Billy's handwriting, it said homecoming question mark with a smiley face. And to be fair, that is the cutest, nerdiest little homecoming ask I'd ever seen. That was so thoughtful. It was was probably so nervous to come up to you. Are you an asshole to Billy? No, I'm not an asshole. Okay. No. At least I didn't think so. We'll talk about it. Okay. So, I think that's so sweet. It was very sweet. The problem is, I don't know Billy that well. Okay. Billy and I, it's early in the year. This is maybe the first class we've had that he's ever spoken to me. And the only class we shared before that was in like eighth grade English or something. So, I get that. We don't know Billy very well. We weren't close, you know. Okay. And I was going with friends. Like, we already had established like a big group of us, like seven or eight of us or something. We're all going. And You're going to come clomping in there. I know. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. You're an ass. I love you. It's all right. You're two feet tall and your feet are like doll sized. I know. I, I we know. Compl- it's great. We compliment <laughs> each other amazingly. <laughs> you kidding me? I could still get sneakers that light up. And I'm pissed that I can't. Well, you can have them. I can't. They'd fit my big fucking toe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um. I wasn't interested in Billy and I was going with friends. And so I, of course, I'm I'm not good at saying no to people or things, but I was like, hey, you know, I'm expected to go with friends. I'm really sorry, but like we're all going together. Yeah. And he took it okay. He was like, oh, okay, that's okay. And I was like, sorry. Like, I appreciate it. Like, it was really cute, but I just, you know, I have plans already. I'll see you there. Right. And like, he seemed bummed, but he didn't like, sob at my feet and be like stop your plans really your feet you can bring it up but i can't (laughs) stone cold (laughs) yeah it's because it's my insecurity thanks (laughs) that's Um, something i'm sensitive about (laughs) yes (laughs) so we're gonna do a little check-in okay no red flags no little to zero no problems i think it's sweet exactly endearing even so weeks go by I'm getting excited because homecoming weekend is also a dance intensive that I was going to for like the company I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I wanted to get a dress, but I was like 15 and hated my body and, be you know, because I was 15. But I was also 15, so I was putting it off. Correct. Because you didn't have a ride. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, Billy sends me a Facebook message. My mom will drive us if yours picks us up. His Facebook message says something like, hey, what color is your dress? Now, at this point in my life um if i had a sense of anything i probably would have taken this as a reason to check in and be like hmm, why 
but I didn't. So I was like, how the heck would I know? That's literally what I said. I was like, I don't know. I don't have it. <laughs> right. Um, so check in two, I'm confused, but also entirely oblivious. So no red flags. Well, another few weeks go by and it's finally the weekend. My crush and I had been texting um, a little more than normal. And it's, it's not Billy, is it? No, my crush is not Billy. Oh. Um, I'm not going to put his name in here. He was a great guy. But fun fact, in case you wanted like a real signature of the times, mm-hmm. my crush's favorite song at that point in time was Opa Gangnam Style. Really? Yeah. I'm not saying he had good music taste. He was a crush. He's not an ex. <laughs> but like... <laughs> you clump and... <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, So so I'm at this dance intensive, right? Friday, I leave school. So yeah, that Friday, I think I actually got stung by a bee for the first time. It was like in between my shoulder and my backpack strap or something when I went to stand up. And I was like, ah. Yeah. That could be dangerous too. What if you were allergic? I know. Um, I wasn't, luckily. But I was going to this like dance intensive for the dance company I was in. So like basically you go and dance all weekend. And. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's a lot. But it was fun. It was really fun. And I was super pumped about it. And then we also had homecoming on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if every school does that. I thought it was kind of weird that it was a Saturday, but I kind of liked it, too. I feel like it's either a Friday or a Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Um, so I, you know, Saturday morning I went, I danced at the stance intensive all day. I did a lot of ballet and jazz and I even tried to do tap and I hate tap. You go, girl. So I was in a good mood. <laughs> and then I got to leave early and get ready for homecoming. That's so exciting. Remember the days. And then I was just super excited. So my crush and I were being like 15 and I was like, OMG, so excited to see you. And he was like, oh my gosh, me too. Like, I'm coming around this time. And I was like, awesome. Like, I'll see you then. And Saturday came. I got ready. But he wasn't your official date. No, no, no. You were just going to see him there. I was going with my friends. I was excited to see him. But like, we didn't have plans. Yeah. You were there with your girls having a girls night. Exactly. And we appreciate that. And if I could get a little dance in, I'd be pumped. But Mm -hmm. I wasn't about to like go stalk this man. No pun intended. Mm -hmm. um, To get a dance with him. So I was like, whatever. Yay. He's excited to see me. Cool. Very cute. I go to my friends. We have like a little potluck. Almost nobody eats anything partially because everybody's too excited and nervous to go. And also because we're all wearing really nice things and don't want to get stains on them. Um, that was directed at me oh, specifically. Because you stain. Um, every- you know I what? Do. No, I've picked on you enough. Thank this you. Episode. I appreciate that because this is this is high school, Abby. This is like the depths of the trauma. So. <laughs> Of the klutziness or? No, just trauma. Um, (laughs) Poor Billy. Poor Billy. Um, As you can tell, Billy was not really a thought in my head at this point in life. Um, And that's not Billy's fault. Billy is a kind kid. But we go to the stance. I get self-conscious about my bee sting. My brother and I take a cute selfie that I still have. If I get his permission, we'll put it on the Instagram. That's so cute. Um and let's see they're not gonna see it on the instagram (laughs) probably not (laughs) and so i am pumped it's i think our only ever overlapping high school dance that we were there together so it's like the only one of the two of us oh my crush and i see each other we dance a little bit 
Um, and I saw Billy across the room. I waved, hey. I was like, hey. And then I also got pulled off to go get like punch or something. You yes. know? I danced until our feet had blisters and then we went home. You know? Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. I've been there. So that weekend's finished. I finish up the dance intensive, whatever. We'll skip forward a week or so. I'm just existing, right? I'm probably sore as hell from that weekend. Um, just dancing and such. And I'm probably still like prepping for a winter recital or something, but nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, homecoming's over. I'm probably, this is almost entirely for sure. I was probably having a bunch of panic attacks about my first semester of finals, thinking I was going to like fail and drop out and become homeless or something. Oh, Gotta love untreated anxiety spirals. And by the way, that is still immediately where my head goes. If I don't feel prepared for something, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to drop out or get fired and I'm going to be homeless. Oh, I don't know why. I don't know why. I would never let you be homeless. I was not housing insecure in high school, but that's where I went. I was like, it's on me. (laughs) So that's what's going on in my head. That is where baby Abel Dallison is at. And I get a Facebook message from someone I don't know. Okay. And it's not a real profile picture. It's like one of those animated face things that was probably created in like 2007 paint or something. Mm -hmm. And... I'm assuming it's like an animated character of something that someone did like fan art of, but maybe it's just like a weird em- emoji guy that someone made themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't even know the name of the person anymore. I have no clue. So I get an angry message and it says something along the lines of the following. <clears throat> How dare you lead Billy on? You said you'd go to the dance with him, and then he didn't see you at all. No wonder they call it a crush. You crushed him. He is so hurt, I don't know if you even care. Oh, that wasn't Billy's friend. That was Billy. Check in three. Oh. What the fuck? So I don't know who this is. It's a name I don't know. There's a photo I don't know. And frankly, I have no clue what they're talking about. I told Billy I was going to the dance with my friends. So I essentially say those things. Probably in those order, <laughs> in that order. Mm-hmm. And he responds with something along the lines of the following. I don't have the message, like the messages on Facebook anymore. I did go back and check. No. But so I can't say it's a quote word for word, but it's probably something like this. You should know me. We went to middle school together and I sat at Billy's lunch table. You'd come over and flirt like every day and you totally led him on. He really liked you and he's really crushed. If you don't believe me, just read this. Just read this. What's this? A link appears. I click the link. Oh, no. This link is to a blog site. Probably like WordPress or something. Definitely not Wattpad, but probably like WordPress. Mm-hmm. And this blog is Billy's blog. Okay. And it outlines every single interaction that we'd had for two years. What? Mm-hmm. I learn reading this site that not only does Billy think I'm <clears throat> groovy, so to say, but oh he's had a crush on me for years. And anytime- My wife? He had a crush on my wife? I'll fucking kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kill Billy. Um, but yeah, your wife for years. And apparently, any time that I laughed at a joke or gave a high five, that was me flirting with him, I suppose. I wasn't, like, 
twirling my hair and uh, yeah that's tough yeah and so i also learned that he took quote unquote i'm going with friends to mean that i had to go with friends but that i would meet him at the dance and we could have our date at the dance which is not what i'm going with friends means and like the whole i'm sorry piece of it sure yeah Mm mm-hmm so then uh, when I went and did not uh, spend the entire time with him, that was uh, hard. And I can, you know, I can see how that would, that would suck if you had a miscommunication. Correct. I was frankly annoyed and probably a little freaked out, but it's stressful. I also learned that his mom knew a lot about me um, and that she didn't let him ask me to come over to hang out. And that that was like a big uh, fight of theirs. Like, I don't know. It was just very intimate. And I learned a lot of things about this kid. And Billy was kind, but he was quiet. And he was a little awkward. And, you know, un- maybe unkempt isn't the right word. But just he-, he had stuff going on. And you could tell. Mm-hmm. And then I got to read all of it. And it First of all, it just felt icky. It felt violating on my end. Like, I didn't feel like I should have access to that much information. And it's about, about yourself. this kid's life. Well, it's about you, though. Yeah. And every single piece of it had to do with me. Like, so it was like, I saw Abby today doing this, or she talked to me about this. And- Abby left at my joke about this today. I asked my mom if she could come over because we didn't get to go to the dance together. She said, no, we had a blowout fight. And I was flattered but freaked out. Yeah. Cause I and you're like shy and awkward. Cause you're at that age where. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't mean any, you know? Yeah. Oh, and you don't like, especially I'll say, especially me as someone with anxiety, but at that age, I did not have enough of a voice to be like, knock it off. This is uncomfortable and weird. And like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I mean, I'm still such a people pleaser, but I was such a people pleaser. And I just had no sense of what was normal and not like you're freaking 14. You know what I mean? Right. And so I was freaked out. And I don't know. I was just I was really uncomfortable. So I messaged Billy on Billy's Facebook account. And I said, hey, I'm like super uncomfy. Can you take this down, please? And he said, of course, basically, and like took it, took it down. But he was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why my friend would tell you that. I'm so mad at him for telling you that. Oh. And I was like, um, Billy, I don't think you had it as a friend. I didn't say that, but I was like, okay. And yeah, if you could just really reiterate to him how uncomfortable that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Billy. Um, and so, you know, he said, okay. And I go back a few days later just to check that it's gone, right? It is. But here's how it went. There's only one post now before there were years worth of posts, right? At least two years. It might have been like two and a half. But the only post, the sole post on this black WordPress blog says, <clears throat> this I, I do remember word for word because I thought it was really funny. For those of you that have been following, there is no more her. She is gone. Oh. Thank you for following along with me. Oh. So that's the last thing that happened. 
But I would like to say, bitch, who is following a 15-year-old boy's, like, word document that of would all be of a, the interactions? That would yes. be a predator. Yeah, that's on <laughs> to catch a predator. I hope that nobody was following along, but it did crack me up because I was like, who's into your life like this? I don't even think I should know that much about it, and I'm in every one of these. I know. So that is the last thing that happened with Billy. And I will say, Billy seems fine. I have not seen any bad updates. I have not seen any good ones. Uh, as far as I know, he is comfortably in the Midwest and living his life. Say lovey. Let's fast forward to present day because that's a lot more fun than edgelord high schoolers. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you, the listener, or you, Allie, would consider that stalking. But learning in retrospect that every interaction I had with someone was not only documented but ruminated on for years, I think is rightfully scary. But this doesn't fit the definition of stalking. So let's talk about it. Let's do it. So stalking laws. I want to say, um, why the fuck not? As someone who has, I think what we as a society would consider stalking been stalked. Um, stalking and harassment laws are very similar criminal definitions, but they are very unique and specific criminal definitions. Yes. So, again, I have looked up all of the definitions in the New England states, but again, for the brevity of it all, I'm going to be talking about Massachusetts laws. But I have linked all of them, both laws, both stalking and harassment in the notes below. So Massachusetts defines stalking as willfully and maliciously engages in a knowing pattern of conduct or a series of acts over a period of time directed at a specific person which seriously alarms or annoys that person and would cause a reasonable person to suffer substantial emotional distress and makes a threat with the intent to place the person in imminent fear of death or bodily injury. Mm-hmm. So, a few things happened that made this not technically stalking. The first would be, um, I don't know if it was malicious. I don't think it was. I think that was an online blog diary for Billy. Yeah. Um, but maliciously is coded as part of this law. Another piece of this says that it has to be over time alarming to that person. So had I known about this blog and had I gotten an alert every time it was updated, we might be closer to the definition, but I didn't. I learned about it in retrospect, which I think is a very interesting part of this law. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, it has to have a threat with the intent to place the person in fear of death or bodily injury. So I was not afraid for my um, physical well-being at all. Mm-hmm. So not stalking. Uh, the conduct acts or threats described in this part of the Massachusetts stalking law shall include but not be limited to conduct acts or threats threats conducted by mail or telephone or telecommunication devices or electronic communication devices, um, which does include, and I thought this was interesting, transfer signs, signals, writing, images, sounds, data, or intelligence of any nature transmitted in whole or in part by a wire, radio, electromagnetic, photoelectronic, or photooptical system. Hmm. So pretty much any way anybody can communicate. Right. Um, 
Which I do just think it would be like really funny if one of those blog posts was written by like the sky writers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Anyway, not the point. Harassment is like shockingly similar, but has a broader range, in my opinion, for who could be caught up in harassment law rather than the specific stalking one. Mm -hmm. According to the Massachusetts law, harassment is someone or someone is guilty of harassment if they willfully and maliciously engage in a knowing pattern of conduct or acts over a period of time directed at a specific person which seriously alarms that person and would cause a reasonable person to suffer substantial emotional distress. Harassment. And of course, there's that same asterisk of like all the ways that it can be done. So pretty much any communication. So most of the concerns I have with stalking is frankly how subjective it is. Mm-hmm. Honestly, some of it is very objective, right? We have to willfully and maliciously do something. We have to do it over time. That is threatening to a normal person and makes you fear for your life or mm-hmm. overall well-being seriously, mm-hmm. right? But I think there are some really subjective points to this. For instance, a reasonable person. What would a reasonable person think? Mm-hmm. The other thing that stresses me out is the malicious part. Um, I think we could get a lot of very serious people who either lack the social skills or maybe the um, neurological like ability cognition yeah, yeah, to understand that what they're doing might be terrifying and mm-hmm. that a normal person might find those actions scary and might make them fear for their life or bodily safety. Mm-hmm. But you would not be able to get someone on either stalking or harassment if they did not understand the severity of what they were doing to someone else. Right. Even if on paper, it seems like they are. Right. So for my example, my experience that I joke is stalking is obviously not stalking. It does not fit this definition. Not only was my life not threatened, I did not feel like my well-being was in danger, nor did I repeatedly have to tell Billy to stop, nor did I think Billy think he was doing anything wrong. And it definitely wasn't meant for me to see. So I feel like an important note here mm-hmm. is that even if you're uncomfortable and even if it's kind of freaky doesn't automatically make someone guilty of stalking. And exactly. I, I think that in our society we use a lot of like buzzwords. Yes. Like, oh, he's a psycho. He's this. If you actually break that down of what you're accusing that person of being or saying he's stalking me, like he texted, he texted you, hey, you didn't answer. So he texted you again and said, are you okay or something? Oh my God, what a stalker. Oh my God, he's stalking me. And then we start to really associate that with being the actual meaning of it, where in a legal way, that does not at all apply. And I think a lot of people can get that, but I think a lot of times like the younger generation, especially when it comes to cell yes. phones and texting and things like that or social media, it's like, um, that was like stalking. Like I, I stalked your profile. Yeah. I stalked your whatever. And it's like, there's a odd line that you have to yeah. walk there where you have to understand what actually implicates stalking and what is just either typical behavior or uncomfortable behavior yeah, or do you or need like to block them fixation on someone yeah like yeah. if you repeatedly have to block them and do things like that and they're they will not let up and you feel unsafe mm-hmm. sure but not because someone accidentally liked a picture from your 
po- you know, a yeah, year ago. My feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the that goes kind of hand in hand with the whole mental health conversation, right? People being like, oh, I'm so OCD. Like, I have to do the dishes a certain way. And no, it's that's like, not OCD. That's not OCD. You can have your preferences. And mm-hmm. you can actually also have, co- like, compulsive preferences that is not OCD. Correct. And I think that's, I just feel like that's a good example. Because it's like, yes, there are some elements that might look very similar, but that does not make it the same in whole. Right. So I want you to imagine two different scenarios with me. Okay. Okay. The first is, what if Billy hadn't stopped? Mm-hmm. What if after I sent, hey, can you take that down, please? That's really uncomfortable. Um, instead of understanding, he continued to blog and continued to do research about the details of my life and put them online. Mm-hmm. Is that then stalking? And I suppose part of it would depend on the details released and whether those made me fear for my safety or not. Right. Um, but if he isn't doing it to make me afraid, no, it's not. He is well within his right to keep an active journal, a log of every interaction he's had with you for the rest yeah. of his life if he wants to. Exactly. That is his right. That's his right. Um, now, the second would be, let's say the first scenario did happen, right? He did continue mm-hmm. after I said all that. If Billy didn't do that to be mean or aggressive or upsetting, it doesn't constitute talking, right? No matter how afraid I am. And then the second one I just wanted to talk about, again, would be that fear. If I'm not afraid, it's not stalking. And if I'm not afraid and he's not doing it maliciously, it's not stalking. And that goes with harassment, too. So if I wanted him to stop Mm -hmm. and he didn't, right now, that's just a complaint. Right. That is not an offense at all. It's just uncomfortable. Right. And again, I want to make sure it's known. Like, Billy did not do any of that. Billy was fine. Billy took it down afterwards. He got a little melodramatic. But who doesn't at 15? You know? Yeah, who hasn't? So I'm not going to hold that against him. But... It's all right, Billy. You're all right. Yeah, Billy. You you done did okay for yourself. And so (laughs) the last thing I did want to talk about in this CJ short is proving these things in a court of law. Right? Not only do you have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that your offender not only intended to cause you fear in a malicious way, but that your fear is acceptable. It's normal. It's what a quote unquote normal person would fear. Specifically, for me, that baseline of what a normal person would fear, that can be kind of concerning to me and upsetting because... Well, I do think it's important to know it's not a normal person. It's a reasonable person. Sorry. Yes, a reasonable so, person. You're right. So it's not like, you know, but, but yes, saying that like, would a reasonable person feel this way? You're always going to have the questions. Okay, then define a reasonable person. Exactly. And I think, thank you for saying that. That is exactly what I meant. But I think what is concerning for me is that that has to take a lot of proven context, mm-hmm. right? So like, let's say, for example, in this scenario, I had a peanut allergy and Billy got upset and started posting about making me peanut butter cookies. Mm-hmm. Right. A reasonable person who doesn't know about a fatal allergy to peanuts, who hasn't experienced a subliminal threat, might not get that. But it would take not only in a court of law proving that I saw that and that I was afraid and that a reasonable person would be afraid if they saw that. Also, that Billy knew that, and he knew that enough to know that saying that would make me afraid. Right. 
And so it's just a lot of extra things you have to prove if there are any niche nuances to what you're going through. And I think that's worth noting because I think that can get kind of gray and messy sometimes for people Mm -hmm. to be like, well, of course, I'm going to be freaked out by this. And anybody else, it's like, okay, he wanted to make you cookies, you know? Right. And so, so I, I think there are a lot of people who could, you know, see things that might be a subliminal threat for anybody as a kind gesture. I think that's how a lot of subliminal threatening works, actually. Um, And again, of of course, of course, of course, Billy did not do any of that. But I think it's really important to do these thought experiments because if you ever find yourself in that scenario, what would you need to build your case? Right. And I I think another important thing to remember Mm -hmm. is that stalking and harassment laws are worded just so for a reason yeah but typically they accompany other charges so for example if i'm repeatedly like let's say let's say i'm harassing you i'm, I'm calling your phone constantly mm-hmm. from numbers that you don't recognize when you answer i'm saying inappropriate and uncomfortable things and then hanging up i'm making weird comments to you i'm telling you i'm going to get you right that's criminal threatening that's harassment you know there's there's a lot of yeah. other sort of components that come into that so i think it's always important to think of like the other charges that might accompany that as well yes like for example and you'll you were probably going to talk about it i'm sure but like if i had a no contact order against you Mm -hmm. right um depending on where you live if i have a no contact order against abby which is like a little uncomfortable because we're sitting here (laughs) um Anytime that she would either reach out to me or ask a third party to do so on her behalf is against yep. the law because I have a protection order against her. If she breaks that protection order and contacts me anyway, because she's aware that she is not to do that and because I've got this order because I'm afraid, her even speaking to me is considered stalking. Even through a third party. Even through a third party because she is aware of the implications of what will happen if she does so yep so there are a lot of other like safeguards and protections that are available to you but just using the well she's stalking me yeah is not realistic and if you really want to lead with that have some better have a case yeah Yeah. you better back it up and actually be sure that you are being deliberate and forward and not appreciating these advances and i that's not to say that sometimes you don't have that chance and i understand that it's usually escalated far beyond that well, and that's why I thought this was a good example, because it's one where I, I didn't have the chance. To you had, well, you had no idea until after the fact, which right. is really odd. It, it is. And I think that is part of what makes this a really good example, because I think had I been where I am now and had I known any other step of the way that that was going on, I, I think it potentially could have fit the definition. Again, I think we would have had to prove that Billy was being malicious and I, I'm going to give him the benefit of that doubt because we were all children and I mm-hmm. don't think he was. Yeah. But in the chance that he was, I wouldn't have known and I would have never gotten the ability to say that this is a stalking case because I wouldn't have been able to tell him repeatedly that, no, I don't want this to happen. Right. And I think because he took it down when I told him that I was uncomfortable, I think to me that proves that that was never the case, that he was not trying to be malicious because right. then why stop? But I do think that it's worth noting, you know, if you're someone who's being stalked by a complete stranger and you really don't know them and the only interactions you have are from pay phones and burner phones and places where you can't reach back out and beyond the click of the phone say stop, 
how do you get that message across? How do you provide that? I don't know. And like you were saying, with the protective orders, I don't have a lot in here on this. If you want to look up some things about protective orders and sort of how they're meant to work or how they could go wrong, you could check out our episode on Tracy Thurman. She's a really good example of what happens when they're not followed very well. But she's also a really good example of some of the logistical issues with restraining orders. Not all of them are bad, and many of them actually are followed pretty well. But it does take a lot of work to get a restraining order. Yes. And something that might not be known to people that haven't studied this is like temporary protective orders are usually put on or like temporary restraining orders are put on people in like domestic violence cases. But those expire. So to get a full-blown restraining order both people have to come to the court and sign that restraining order yeah because you can't i can't take a restraining order out against abby because i feel like it well let's just say that you're displaying some inappropriate behavior toward me you dog every Um, time i see you i'm like oh my god i would love that so um but let's just say for example that that's the case and i'm Mm -hmm. very uncomfortable i vocalize this to abby I would have to go to the court and Abby would also have to be made aware that this is, I can't, for example, I can't take out a restraining order against Abby. She has no idea. And the second she comes near me, I call the police. Right. In order for that to be active, the the other party needs to also be aware of what's allowed and what isn't allowed. Exactly. And for the court to have evidence that you are aware and you understand that's a contract. Correct. You have to sign that. And I think sometimes getting it signed is half the battle. Like maybe a third, because a third of it, I think, would be getting to the point where they'd allow you to take one out. The other third would be getting it signed by the other party and then enforcing it. And so there's just a lot that goes into it. And again, I think there are a lot of ways that restraining orders do their job very well. I think there are very important cases to pay attention to of when they haven't done their job very well and they weren't enforced very well. I think another thing that's important to talk about Mm-hmm. Is the fact that a protective order, restraining order, however you want to call it, is a piece of paper. Right. It is just that. Yep. So it is not going to protect you. That's not a suit of armor. That's not a shield for you. That's not bulletproof. That's not going to protect you nope. from being stabbed. That's not going to protect you from someone trying to hit you with their car. It's not going to protect you from them walking into your home. It is a legal piece of paper that you have. As part of documentation for a bigger thing that's going on. Right. So us, you know, pro-social and law-abiding citizens, if I took one out against... I'm picking on you. How about you that's take fine. one out against me? Because sure. I'm, you know, I'm being inappropriate. I'm... Allie couldn't even whistle. fucking <laughs> ogles my feet every time she sees me. And I'm like, ugh, stop. They're and just you so just big won't. and awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just want to cloud around in your shoes <laughs> sorry <laughs> you know what they say about big feet <laughs> big, big shoes <laughs> oh my um and you know what they say about big shoes clown <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say about the no i'm just kidding um all of that to say that if she takes a protective order out against me and let's just assume that we are both pro-social and law-abiding people that would be my cue to uh not it yes (laughs) to not engage to step away to not try to contact her to not go to her place of work 
to not try to shop at the grocery store on the Saturday I know that she likes to go at the time Mm -hmm. she wants to be there. You know, a lot of times these are taken, not always, but a lot of times these are between people that know each other and there's usually some kind of domestic relationship. So with that, you have access and information about some of their habits, their routines, things like that. And it's on the person who is on the receiving end of the protective order to acknowledge where someone might be. And it's on you. And it's stated that way in many states that you cannot be there. So if we've had a bit of a tiff, but I've got that piece of paper, that's my wake up call. That's my warning. Stay away. Do not engage. Do not reach out to her brother to try to get in contact with her. Don't try to do any of that. Lay low drop it let it go the issue with that is that a lot of people in the criminal justice system are not law-abiding and (laughs) pro-social so for many people that is just a piece of paper and if i had no issue threatening to kill you before breaking into your home beating the shit out of you or assaulting you in another way that piece of paper isn't a deterrent for me and frankly add it to the pile of what i'm already dealing with so this isn't your armor right it is in my mind, it is a piece of evidence for the next court date. Now, there are law enforcement agencies that protect people with restraining orders very well. They're on it. They're right there. But there are also agencies that don't. And you need to be aware of the fact that a restraining order can be helpful in court. But if they're going to shoot you, it goes through the paper. You know? Yes. Like you said, it's not bulletproof. So I think that's worth keeping in mind. I think it's worth reading up on what your stalking laws, what your harassment laws are, and what happens with restraining orders in your particular region. Um, The blessing and the curse of the United States, again, is that state law is most of what we all go by. So I can't tell you what it is for yours if you're not in mine. Um, Correct. Which is which is why I linked all of the New England ones below. But again, I know that some of you are in Bulgaria. So, hey. Right. Um, but I don't also, know what your laws are. <laughs> yeah. Look up. You have access to, at least in the United States, I can speak for the United States, that you yeah. have very, very easy access to what the laws are in your particular state and also like your town ordinances and things like yeah. that. You can stop by your town hall or your local PD or something like that and ask those questions if that's what it is. I also like to say that there is no harm in making a report. Nope. Even if it's not anything that gets like documented to like the next phase of things, at least it's somewhere in writing. Yes. I am a big fan of writing. And that leads me to my next point. Oh, my. Thank you. Uh, If I can do anything from this, if you take anything away from it, it's that you need to keep the receipts. Yes. Drama, take screenshots. Letters, keep them and scan them for backup. There is nothing harder than going through a significant time period where you are genuinely afraid for your life multiple times only to get to a court setting and have it dismissed because you weren't able to keep enough physical proof of your fear and context around that to hold someone accountable. I think it's important to talk about the nuances of charges like that, not only because it can be very important, again, for people's health and safety when it's them, but because these are changeable. All laws are changeable if we are doing democracy right, and ideally we are. So if any part of that is upsetting to you, Look at what you've got going on. Look at what you can do. I don't know if any of it's like upsetting. Maybe it's not. Personally, as you can hear from me talking about it on a podcast, I'm not too worried about Billy. But there are people who have Billies that are probably up to more no good than they are good and might want to take a look at that. I have to say, in my unicorn shitting rainbows world, Mm -hmm. there would be tears. As in, most important that the victim 
as a reasonable person would be afraid for their well-being from someone's fixation on them. But in my ideal world, that would be treated less harshly, punitively, if someone isn't malicious, but has been told to stop. And then maybe there's one where it's more malicious and one that it's like life-threatening. Right, and I think in a lot of places that exists, and I think that's where the other sort of like... I always like to think of like a lot of the laws and charges and things of like in groupings, right? So where there's right. one, you might see these, like these three are most commonly seen together, like a simple assault, a simple assault, domestic, right? criminal threatening. You might see in one incident, one night, one little brawl, if you will, right, or something like that. And so being aware of, even if it doesn't reach the stalking one, it p- likely might reach another one. And so yep. maybe it's the stalking law that's that you're not leaning on, but it's the other one that protects you more. And right maybe don't open with I'm being stalked because that might not actually be the case. Right. But maybe you've been threatened. And the other thing I would say is, again, looking into any of this, there are a lot of reasons that people believe in different things. Right. So, again, maybe don't lead with I'm being stalked or I'm being harassed. You can say, hey, this person is doing this and I'm afraid or, hey, this person's doing this thing to me and this is what it's doing. Mm -hmm. Make a paper report. Make a trail. Because I say have your own, but also, like Ali said, put it in with the police department. Because if nothing else, they're going to have that file on that person. And even if it's like, I'm just being facetious now. But even if there's a file at me that says like resting bitch face at me at the grocery store at 9 a.m., so be it. That's not a crime. And I do have RBF when it's early. So it's fine. But like, if someone's concerned about that and I'm resting bitch face glaring them enough, they have every right to put it in a file, you know? Yeah. But I think, again, with my unicorn shitting rainbow world and just tears, the other thing to think about would be uh, opens up a big debate on criminality and the value of offenders intent, which I think is super important to take into consideration. And at least from where I sit, intent matters immensely. And I mean, yeah. in, in our legislator, it sort of shows that as well, right? It's yeah. always intent and voluntary involuntary we we have things in tears in terms of like first degree second and onward um for that reason yeah yeah and i think it's important to recognize all of those things and also remember that as uncomfortable as it might be it may not be illegal so you know someone not liking you or not agreeing with you or giving you a dirty look is not illegal. Yep. <laughs> even if you wish it was. And, you know, and things yeah. like that. And so having the dialogue about it in a respectful and legal way. Um, and if it escalates further than that, then you know that you've got a report to make. And even if it isn't stalking like you say it is, it may fall under another category. So be right. aware of your local laws. Be aware statewide where things lie for you. And keep an eye on it and tell somebody a big thing is keeping you know a trusted adult a trusted friend family member whatever yeah. in the loop as well i think it's always good to have more people on your side and by on your side i just mean are up to date and know what's going on yeah, aware of what's going on and you know i i understand that a cj short that's maybe an hour is not the place to have a big debate about our rights and criminal intent in legislation i get that no this is just to spark a thought right my my whole point in bringing all of this up is just think about it have that debate with yourself where do you fall where do you lie and with that is there anything you want to do 
maybe not maybe so who knows maybe you're maybe you're happy with the way things are maybe you don't love it but you get why it is the way that it is right maybe you absolutely hate it tell us we yeah. we enjoy the conversation this isn't a i'm right you're wrong <laughs> kind of thing in fact we always say that we're growing and learning every time we talk about these things and yeah. even though abby and i agree on a lot we disagree on a ton too that's <laughs> why i value our friendship so yeah. much i'm always learning something and i love you and your big ass feet make me cry and so tiny ass feet (laughs) oh my gosh do you want to know the other gross story about my feet (laughs) (laughs) there's someone out there that's like oh my god tell me yes and you guys would i'm probably gonna burst your bubble about that but um i was at a grocery store once and i was wearing like sandals and this old guy was like got really long toes and i was like I'm 16, sir. Like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Your toes are like fingers. I was like, what do you want from me? Like, do you want me to like pick something up for you? Like, He's like, oh, yeah, that's the spot. Like, hold my hand with your foot. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I didn't know that people cared about that. But I mean, I guess I got that going for me. <laughs> there you go. If criminal justice system doesn't work out, you've got a career in foot picks. Yeah, but the the market's so oversaturated now. (laughs) You're like, I've really thought about it, but you know what? I'll take my chances with the true crime podcast. Uh, So there you guys have it. My not really stalker stalking story and some things to think about, including apparently my weirdly large feet. Um, Keep a record, friends, and get involved in lawmaking. And the beauty of democracy comes from making a fuss to have it heard. And also... Um, in in the in the true spirit of like advocating for what you care about and stuff. Hell yeah, share our podcast. Oh my god, um, share it and like it and rate share us it five and stars. Like it, we're your favorite. Rate it and comment and Ooh. tell a friend and download yeah. and um, I don't know what are all the other what are the things the kids say. Okay, kiddos. Um, we want you to follow us on Instagram. You could do that by searching about time for true crime pod in the little searchy bubble, and. That has periods in between all the words. So it would be A B O U T period T I M E period F O R period T R U E period C R I M E period P O D because podcast was too long. And then if you were there, you could look at like all of our memes and resources and the names and places and faces of all of these things. And, and pod pets. Pod pets. And reprieves and local resources and yeah. all that good, good. And if you had like a lot to say to us and you were like, oh, my gosh, wait, I had a Billy that wrote a blog about me. Um, send it to our email. Emily, where could they do that? If you wanted to email us, I would highly recommend that you do that to about time, the number four, TC at gmail.com. So that's A-B-O-U-T-T-I-M-E, numeric four, TC at gmail.com. Send us case reviews, your pod pets. Say hi. Tell us what you agree with, what you don't agree with. Literally send us anything. We don't care. And we love to read it. And if you ain't being creepy, we're responding. Hell so, yeah. Um, the other thing, you guys, pretty, pretty, please, mm-hmm. could you rate us and give us stars and comments? Um, it is so important, not only for the algorithm, but for us. It keeps us going. We really love it. And, we really do. Um, it just helps us grow. And it makes us feel good to know that y'all are in it with us. So that that is my request to you for all of the loving dedication i put into sharing my high school with you so (laughs) (laughs) all right well if i take a look at my watch i believe that that was about time for true crime bye bye